3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hello and welcome to episode 424 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Happy Thursday, Thursday, everyone. We have a ton to get to today, guys. Finally got some action here. First few days of the week has been a bit of a grind and uh, not going to lie to you, disappointing, a little bit annoying here because last night we got the Dodgers, which was awesome. I'm glad that even despite that big number, we didn't say, hey, just, just take the cards. And obviously they put a scare into them. Uh, but the thing I keep going back to yesterday, guys, bet versus dollar discrepancies, even though the Dodgers uh, were a big number. They're only getting 36% of bets, but 64% of money at BetMGM. So uh, I think a lot of times, you know, our, our biases come into play just when we see a a big number or a small number or, hey, it's a low total, it's got to go over, a high total's got to go under, you know, how can you lay that big number with the Dodgers? Um, but I think that, that bet versus dollar discrepancy told me that uh, it really wasn't a huge public play and we did have line movement, we did have system matches here, uh, favorites in the postseason of 200 or more, now 28 and 10. I think it's like 74, 75%, something like that uh, over the last decade. So uh, it was heck of a sweat there. We needed – we needed Chris Taylor to hit a walk-off bomb, which, by the way, I don't know if anyone took uh, the minus 1.5, minus one fifteen for the Dodgers, but you got a miracle it there. I, I saw on Twitter, everyone, I guess a lot of people were on the Cardinals plus 1.5 uh, at a little bit, I think a little bit of plus money, and that was a brutal, brutal beat because, again, that was nip and tuck the whole way, uh, and you got to love playoff baseball, guys, so uh, got, uh, got the Dodgers last night, which was nice. But I got to tell you what, guys, WNBA was super frustrating last night. Number one, a ridiculously sharp play uh, toward uh, toward the Mercury didn't even come through. I mean, they got blown out. That was like they're up in the first quarter. Aces put the pedal to the metal. You can scratch that one. That's a play I'll make every time, you know, plus one to uh, I think we got to pick them. And it even got to like minus one, minus one and a half. Beat the closing line. Mercury let us down. But the one that really annoyed me, anyone else who bet this last night, the sun in the sky over 155 over 155 and a half. Not only do we beat the closing line after the pot, it crept up to 156. Um, but here's the thing, guys. First half, my uh, my girlfriend, my uh, I, there you go. I, I just got in trouble. My fiance come, comes home from work. We start to make some dinner. Uh, I'm watching on my iPad this game, the Sun Sky. They have 95 points in the first half. I'm like, nice, nice, nice. So we can make some dinner. Uh, we made. Uh, I call. I always call it the goulash. So what we do when we when we try to grind. Uh, we have like ground beef with uh, basically um, the, like onions and different veggies, and then we do it with uh, a big thing of pasta. Mix it all together. I love it. Uh, it's one of our grinder meals when we're uh, both tired and gotta wake, whip up something quick. But once I'm done with the goulash, I'm like, nice, 95 points at half. Whew, this is going to be a nice easy win, which haven't they haven't been easy uh, haven't been uh, you know easy to come by here recently. And what do they do? What do these players do for the sun in the sky? They score 53 points in the second half, 95 in the first. Cold as ice, 53 in the second, uh, and it doesn't come through in the under hit. So that one really annoyed me because talked about just polar opposite halves there. Tons of scoring in the first, nothing in the second. But you score 95, almost 100 points in the first half, and then you can't cash an over 155. That thing was brutal. So that's the difference between a winning night and a losing night. So last night, one and two, minus 1.56 units. Uh, we're going to keep on grinding, guys. I feel like we're not getting any breaks here uh, this uh, start to the weeks. But we still got Thursday. Today. Thirsty Thursday, we still got Faith the Public Friday. I got a lot to get to. So uh, anytime when you feel like things aren't going your way or, uh, you know, hey, you're not getting any breaks, you just keep grinding. What did Winston Churchill say when you're going through hell? Keep going. So we all know it's a long-term approach, marathon, not a sprint. But I'll be fully honest with you guys. That sun sky not going over, that one really, really annoyed me last night. So uh, brush the dirt off your shoulders, back at it in the arena positivity see if we can have a big day here and claw back some units cuz it's been uh you know a little bit rough here to start the week but we got 2 days left let's make the most of it going into the weekend so a ton to get to today guys we have two huge MLB playoff games we're going to talk White Sox and the Houston Astros we're going to talk my Red Sox uh, and Tampa Bay I have an interesting uh play on the uh on the money line for both these games uh we'll also talk obviously Thursday night football not only Seattle uh and uh, and the Rams big big matchup here in the NFC West I think it's a great teaser opportunity. I have a play on the spread and I also think it could be a good game to target some props. So you guys know me uh, every time. uh, What's the old saying in Godfather? They pull me back in just when I think I'm out. They pull me back in with props. So I think there's a reason why I think tonight is a good uh, matchup here for prop bets. And I'll just, uh, I'll just say this to you talk uh, targeting offensive players to their overs. And I'll give you a a handicap. Why later in the show, Uh, but then we got college football Thursday night football. So we got, Uh, A couple big games here, Houston and Tulane and Arkansas State and Coastal Carolina. I got to play on the total. I got to play on a spread, so we'll hit on that. Uh, And then we'll also finish it up with a little bit of biting. So we have three plays so far, Brown over one and a half rounds, Hawes minus 300, Stern, or Stern, that was going to say David Stern, uh, McKenzie Dern minus 170, and I would mention Gamble and Lou actually likes Dern in kind of an exact outcome of a uh, Dern submission at plus 110, so I just want to add that in. Uh, gambling, wrote about that, wrote about that in PSW, but I got two more UFC bets to add for this weekend. So a lot to get to today, guys. I'm excited. Let's see if we can break through. Cause I think we've been knocking at the door the last few, uh, few days and things haven't been going our way, but as always in betting in life, There's upstairs downs. You got to stick with it and not let it change your approach or change your mindset because we are playing a long game here, uh, as we all know. Uh, But real quick before we get into a bunch of great games to talk about tonight, guys, I think it's a great betting night. I'll just be honest with you. Uh, Tons of huge base, two big baseball games, NFL, college football. I'm I'm excited about tonight. Um, So of course before we get into it. Real quick housekeeping, if you haven't done it yet, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Just go there, put in your email. Every day you'll wake up, uh, get your brain thinking about betting, uh, keep you plugged in everything at VEASAN. You'll have a rundown of all the shows that day. I'll be again with my guy Mike Pritch, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time today. I'll be on Betting Cross America uh, with Pritch, and then I'll do Rush Hour with Danny Burke at 6.15. I'll be on Lombardi Line as well. So busy day for your boy, but you always get the rundown of all the shows and the host that day. You'll get a um, – uh, a breakdown from Dave Tooley, his ATS report. How did favorites, dogs, overs, unders do the previous night? You get promos for legal sports sportsbooks. Uh, and you also get my market insights column. So all included with a, a bunch more helpful links. Adam Burke, uh, who's now full-time at VEASAN, is doing a great job. He's really helped to improve the newsletter and strengthen it as well. So it's free. Got no reason to not, to not get it. If, if you're listening to this pod, You better be signed up for the newsletter, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Then, of course, you want to take that next step in your sports betting journey. You need accurate, reliable data. Uh, You need insights from respected bettors who have had a long track record of success. That's where we come in with the VEASAN All Access membership. Just go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Put in your email. You can do a 10-day free trial. If you like it, you can let it renew monthly. Uh, I think it's thirty nine ninety nine, or you can get the annual discount. That's the best way to save money, but it's totally worth it. You get every points for the weekly magazine, all the power ratings, best bets, stat splits, everything you need. Uh, articles. It's just great to put everything geared toward that specific week in one in one easy to access place. Uh, you also get twenty um, percent off the store. Get hats. Get merch. You get the afternoon best bet emails. That you know the picks from the guests and the hosts. You also get um, everything on the Visa paywall stat splits, betting guides, power ratings, everything you need there. And really what one great thing that my guy, Bill Adi is doing is uh, compiling the DraftKings uh, data. So this is kind of awesome. We're looking at the actual data from DraftKings, uh, bets and dollars, uh, bet first dollar discrepancies, line movement, all that kind of stuff. So uh, again, that's uh that's data that you really can't find anywhere else. I don't even think DraftKings gives it out from their end. So it's great to see uh, that you can take advantage of that every single day and look for those, those Dodgers, 36% bets, but 64% money in a line move in their favor, which is a system that I always love playing. Uh, but anyway, guys, vston.com slash subscribe. Uh, and, of course, uh, we'd love to have you sign up and get you everything that we offer, not just the free pod and all of the appearances and stuff like that uh, in the newsletter. But then lastly, of course, get on Twitter. Twitter is where the betting convo never ends. Twitter is where uh, you can have access to a real-time um, news and gives you information as soon as it breaks. Breaking injuries. You can search players, follow local beat reporters, create a gambling community through direct messaging people anywhere across the country. Uh, I've been able to, uh, you know, uh, meet you guys, talk to you guys via DM and I got my, my group of, of people that I love talking to and I'd love for you guys to, to join that group. I'm always here for you through DMs. You can follow me at Josh underscore insights. And you can follow the mothership at VEASAN live. Then of course you ever got questions, comments, suggestions, got to get referred to a new sports uh, sports book, you know, anything, anything I can do to help. You can always email me, josh at vcin.com. So with that being said, I want to start off with some major league baseball because uh, we got two huge MLB games today, guys. And the, the ironic and funny thing is they're almost exactly carbon copies of each other. Uh, the White Sox in Houston and Boston and Tampa Bay. Uh, so we're looking at um, a couple of these series prices. Just walking into it, we know the Red Sox. Uh, don't don't get me started. Uh, I really hope I never have to do that again. Bet against my team and bet the Yankees and see my team win and my bet lose. The ultimate emotional hedge and fan tax. But anyway, Tampa Bay in this series minus 165 favorite. Boston plus 140. I do like Tampa to win this series. I did place a wager on Tampa minus 165 to win the series. Uh, Houston and Chicago. Houston minus 130. Uh, the White Sox plus 110. Made a bet on Houston there to win that series. Uh, Milwaukee's minus 150 against Atlanta, plus 125. I didn't bet that series. A couple people I respect did like Atlanta to pull off the upset there. And I think the Dodgers are like minus 140, and San Francisco is plus 110. So that's going to be a great series. I'll tell you right now, guys. We'll keep an eye on this line for uh, tomorrow night, Dodgers and San Fran. I can't wait to sweat these games, two hated rivals, and this is going to be great. Two best teams in baseball. But I noticed very quickly, I'm uh, probably going to be on San Fran here, guys. Uh, San Fran opened or flip it the other way. Dodgers open -135 road favorite. They're down to -117, minus -120. Minus so that's been a big move. Even though the games tomorrow, +125 to like +105, plus +110 plus to San Fran. France. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but those are just some updates real quick. But for today's games, today's sweats. First game up, White Sox in Houston. Guys, I told you these games are very similar. I'm taking I'll make it very easy for you. I'm taking both dogs today. I would love to get both but here's the thing. If we can go one and one and just get one, we can get a third of a unit, basically, uh, based on these plus money payouts. So what do I like about the White Sox here, guys? Number one, uh, heavy bet spot toward Houston. Houston's getting about uh, two thirds of the bets here at home. This is a 407 uh, afternoon game here today. But what I like is, you know, Houston opened around minus 140 on the road. Uh, and even though they're getting a majority of bets, they're down to around minus 130, minus 127. So this line is dipping even though Houston's getting a majority of bets. I think it's a good spot to take a shot on the White Sox here. They're contrarian in a heavily bet game. You know, one thing that I kicked myself a little bit uh, about that Red Sox-Yankee game is, yeah, there was a sharp move to the Yankees. It was public as well. I think it was kind of a combination there. I I did beat the closing line. It was a a fave low total. We had favorites do well in the wild card spot, all those things. But what I kind of disregarded, and I kicked myself because I'm Mr. Contrarian here, is that the Red Sox in that game are only getting like a third of bets. I think that's something we got to move, uh, keep an eye on moving forward because we always talk about going contrarian and betting against the public. And there are some sports where it has no value really at all. You know, WNBA, CFL, these small betting markets that don't have enough public, enough public bias to bet against. But when you get to these big games, playoff games, games that are nationally televised, those are the spots where we have an increase, an influx of public betting. So therefore, the market is really saturated with recreational money and recreational bias. So what I'm getting at here is, you know, the playoffs kind of like bowl games and um, you know, March madness, it's a good time to bet against the public because public's just going to ride, you know, favorites, home teams, um, teams with a better record in the regular season, all that kind of stuff. So going contrarian, like it did go through with my socks, I think is value here in the white socks, uh, different color socks here. Uh, you look at these teams that are uh, contrarian in the playoffs here around the last decade, uh, they're around 52%. You say, man, nah, it's not that great. You're actually about a 10% ROI because you're getting uh, oftentimes when these contrarian spots, these plus money payouts on dogs. I also have a system here looking at uh, short playoff dogs. Uh, So this is one that I really like, and I've been playing it for uh, many years now. But if you're a dog in the playoffs, plus 140 or less, you're not like a Cardinals dog, you know, plus 200, something crazy like that. Um, You're kind of a a moderate, medium kind of dog. Um, You know, like when you get your steak and you say medium, medium well, it's like a medium well dog. I like this. It's not too burnt. It's not... It's not still mooing. It's not still bloody. Uh, it's kind of like that—that kind of short road dog match. So if you're plus one forty or less as a dog in the postseason, last decade you're forty nine percent. But again, plus money payouts, you're up almost twenty six units. You have almost a nine percent ROI. So that would match there uh, with the White Sox. And again, I just like the fact that everyone's blown up on Houston, um, but yet this line is falling toward the White Sox, uh, matching these short road dogs uh, or sh- short dogs in the playoffs. Also matching a contrarian angle. And um, I would say, you know, one thing that I really like to see was Jose Abreu. He was questionable with an illness. I don't know if it was COVID or not, but he should be good to go. I'm going White Sox here. Give me, uh, give me plus one twenty if you can find it uh, on the uh, on the Southsiders. Next one up, my Red Sox and Tampa Bay guys. I told you both these games were carbon copies of each other. Same exact thing with the Red Sox here. Give me the Red Sox. I, I'm, I'm ha- I can happily sweat them because they're gross, they're unpopular, and they got a sharp line move in their favor. Unlike. What we saw, I know they were gross and unpopular, but they didn't have a line move against the Yankees. So uh, what I like about Boston, guys, maybe you have some mojo here, you know, coming in from that one game playoff against the Yankees. Um, I think the Tampa Bay Razor, I want to say 11-8 against the Red Sox this year. Um, but what I like is another big uh, public favorite here, Tampa Bay at home getting three out of four bets. This is the most lopsided game of the night. People are just rolling with Tampa here. It's McClanahan against uh, Erod, couple lefties. Uh, you look at these teams. Uh, against lefties, they've both been profitable this year. Red Sox are 35 and 31. Tampa Bay is 38 and 27. But what I like is, uh, you know, kind of a rookie here, rookie spot with McClanahan. Uh, so let's see how rookies can react in the playoffs. Erod has been a bit underwhelming because what I think he led the Red Sox and wins with 13, but 4.74 ERA, McClanahan, 10 and 6, 3.36. But this is the same sort of move where Pollock's all over Tampa Bay. They open around minus 150. I even saw an opener of like minus 160. Uh, maybe that was kind of a, a really quick opener, uh, but everyone's on Tampa yet. Tampa's fallen to like minus 150, so it's not a huge move, but the line is going toward the Red Sox here. I've seen some bites at the apple from wise guys or wise girls. Maybe it's Maureen Chase, our our girl, uh, who's the wisest girl in all of New England, uh, hitting the Red Sox here with a little plus money. So reverse line movement to the Red Sox that would match our uh, short playoff dog system plus 140 or less with about a nine percent ROI. They're contrarian in a heavily bet game and. Another system that I really like in the playoffs: dogs off a win. So a lot of times in the playoffs, if you're a dog uh, and you get a win and you're coming to the playoffs, number one, you got momentum, you got mojo, you got confidence. But the public says you were a dog last time and you won. It ain't gonna happen. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna fall back to earth and you're due for a loss. Kind of that gambler's fallacy mentality. Uh, but oftentimes, buying low on these dogs off a win actually uh, is this is a smart play in the playoffs. You look at the last decade: dogs off a win in the playoffs only 46, uh, almost 47 percent but a 7% ROI, return on investment. Uh, so that's been a good spot to buy low on these dogs off a of loss. So you add it all up, guys. Uh, I'm taking both dogs. I'm taking White Sox plus 120. I'm on Red Sox. Shop around. Can you get a plus 140, uh, plus 135, something like that? If we could get both, that would be amazing. Uh, at least give me one of them. Let's split and, uh, and get a little bit of a, you know, a third unit, a third of a unit back here with some plus money dogs. Let's see if they can bark. Uh, with that being said, guys, uh, we are going to take a very, very short break. Uh, so we just touched on a little bit of MLB playoffs, which, by the way, guys, that game last night, Dodgers and cards, I was sweating. I was sweating like you bo- like you read about uh, something about playoff baseball. It's such a difference between regular season and playoffs. Like regular season, you know, we bet on it all year long. We grind it all year long. But, you know, the drama isn't there. They can take a long time. I mean, playoffs, every pitch is meaningful. Uh, it's just there's there's nothing like it. I love sweating. Uh, playoff baseball so a couple good opportunities here tonight Uh, see if we can get some dogs to bark but don't go anywhere guys when we get back I'm gonna go uh, transition to football we're gonna talk about the Rams in Seattle Uh, I think one team is in a great teaser spot I see a a really good contrarian angle here as well we'll talk about props because I think tonight is a good prop night I'll tell you why uh, in particular and then we'll talk college football a couple games in college Got to play on a spread, got to play on a total, and then we'll finish it off with uh, adding to our MMA-biting UFC card for this weekend. We got three bets in pocket. I got two more. So I didn't go into this week saying I want five bets. I, I was fine, you know, taking one or two a weekend and just hopefully using that to pad our bankroll a bit. Uh, but I got a lot of matches. I got some good insights from Gamble and Lou. Uh, we got a good couple of good system matches, um, you know, low bets, higher dollars, line move, and, of course, what we love, younger, taller, longer reach, and line move. So don't go anywhere. On a thirsty Thursday, it's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to bet on sports, guys. We've got a lot of action across multiple sports, and I cannot wait to sweat them all with you. So do not go anywhere. Going to finish up strong. Episode 424, a little thirsty Thursday edition of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host, uh, the guy you sweat in the arena with, and grind the contrarian mentality and approach your buddy, Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back.
3: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
4: or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone, we are back at it. So after, uh, after a bit of a frustrating night, got the Dodgers, which was great. Uh, but WNBA, man, brutal. I keep going back to that sun over. 95 points. In the first half, you're feeling like this is an easy, easy winner. What do they do? Ice cold. They score 53 uh, in the in the second half, and uh, what a brutal bad beat that was. But we grind. Uh, there's ups, there's downs, and we know uh, it's no sweat off our back. We're playing the long game here, guys, but I'm excited, hopefully, for a big bounce back tonight. Uh, so we started the pod talking uh, playoff baseball, looking at a couple dogs. Uh, seemed like they have some value today, the White Sox and the Red Sox. That's what I'm on. Uh, but now let's transition over to the NFL because we have a huge Thursday night football game. I think a couple interesting things are happening here, guys. Number one, uh, we have a classic, classic, and I mean a classic, insanely contrarian inflated line opportunity here with Seattle. So I'm looking at Seattle here, guys. A couple ways to target this. Number one, you look at the Rams. They're 3-1. and one. They're 2-2 two and two, uh, ATS. But they just suffered their first defeat. Excuse me. The loss to the Cardinals, 37-20. It was a huge hit for us. Uh, steam, baby. Steam, the cards. plus or they? Plus 6 to plus 3.5, something like that. Uh, but they're coming off their first loss. On the flip side, Seattle, they snapped a two-game uh, losing skid. They beat the 49ers 28-21 as a two-and-a-half-point road dog. But I think the the thinking here, guys, is Rams are great. They're off a bad loss. Uh, they have to bounce back and win tonight. Now, I would say there was some respected money early on the Rams. A lot of these books open Rams minus one, uh, minus one-and-a-half. We've seen this thing get bet up to minus two-and-a-half. So there was movement, and if you targeted the Rams minus one, minus one-and-a-half, an early number, I don't know, maybe you money line them when they were around a minus one. Um, then I think you you made a pretty good bet because you're beating the closing line at this point. But always when it comes to betting, it's not just what side did you get, it's when did you bet it and what number did you get? So I think if you're laying a two and a half right now with the Rams, you could say to yourself, yeah, I'm still under the key number of three. Rams win by three or more, I still uh, cover my bet. But I actually think all the value now, guys, is to buy low on Seattle. This is a classic play for me. I was looking at uh, some bet splits from our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM. He sent out some data here. We have 78% of spread bets on the Rams tonight. So what does that tell you? Contrarian heavily bet game. Everybody here uh, is on the Rams. You walk into a bar, uh, 78 people are wearing a Stafford Jersey. Only 22 are on Russell Wilson. So, you know, me guys, I like this really good buy low opportunity on Seattle at home. Uh, I've been waiting for the plus three and that, that was really my key. It's almost like that Patriots game against uh, the bucks there where they covered the seven and it fell to six and a half. Uh, but that opened five and a half with the Bucks, and, it, and we were waiting to say, "Hey, sit back, everyone's on everyone's on the Bucks." Same thing tonight, everyone's on the Rams. Can we get it all the way up to an inflated key number of three? And really, guys, maybe a couple books touch three. I don't really see any. I, I think that uh, I see a couple that may that hit three and immediately got back down. So uh, w- what's notable to me is even though you have such heavy betting on the Rams, the books don't want to go to three. They're at minus two and a half. They're almost 8 out of 10 bets, 78% on the Rams. You would think this would just, hey, we got to go to three. We have so much Rams liability. Um, You know, we got to balance out the action and Tyson betting on Seattle. But the fact that it's so lopsided toward the Rams and yet the books don't want to go to three kind of tells me that they don't want to hand out a Seattle plus three. They're more concerned with the Seattle by low inflated dog contrarian spot with Seattle than they are with this Rams. So I think everyone's like Rams still under three, two and a half. Boom. Give it to me all day. But I'm going Seattle here, guys. Uh, I'm going to play the two and a half if that's all we got. But I think with Seattle, this is a great, great, great teaser spot. And I think with teasers, guys, um, you know, a lot of betters just tease and say, hey, I'm going to get better numbers, increase my chances of winning. Theoretically, that's true. But um, that's not the way you want to approach teasers. You really only want to tease when you can tease through multiple key numbers, the three and the seven. So uh, if you want to use Seattle in a teaser, I think they're in a great, great position here. You take them plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. Now, why is that important? Because you go through the two key numbers, three and seven. That means if Seattle loses by three, loses by seven, you still uh, cover your bet with the eight and a half. And, guys, I'll be looking, if you're looking at something to pair this with, um, I'm looking at the Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Browns. I think I like the Cleveland Browns just in the regular number, you know, getting plus two on the road at the Chargers. They're really contrarian in short road dog system match. But same saw with Cleveland. You could take them plus two up to plus eight. Uh, against the chargers there so uh, that's a teaser that that i got down on but just looking at seattle you know building a case not only are they just super contrarian and a heavily bet game a prime time game uh only getting 22 percent of bets with an inflated line but we also have some just some classic things that we look for uh divisional dogs in these divisional matchups i love taking the dog uh because of the built-in familiarity knowing your opponent leveling the playing field look at these divisional dogs they're 56 percent ats 63 and 49 against the spread, uh, since, uh, since last year. So they've been pretty profitable. You also look at primetime dogs, uh, seven and five ATS so far this year, and they are 35 and 24 ATS 59% since last year. So those would both match with Seattle. And then here's another one that I love. Make it very simple for you guys. Russell Wilson as a dog, our boy, Russell Wilson, to me, he's in that Teddy. He's not quite Teddy two gloves, but also Teddy Two Gloves, you know, doesn't have the public love. So it's very kind of rare that Wilson is a dog, but he has been great when getting points. Uh, he's won zero ATS this year, uh, but he's 24 and 10 ATS in his career as a dog, 71%. So he's covering three out of four times getting points as a dog. So uh, those are just some, you know, layers to, to add to this. And then also CenturyLink. Uh, you know, I've, I've read a lot of research and a lot of smart people have done a lot of digging into home field advantage. And I think the old adage was three points for home field which uh, roughly is true, but a lot of research in the NFL shows that it's actually lower than that. Um, You know, a lot of most, uh, I guess, you know, stadiums would be like two points, one and a half points, you know, like Jacksonville. I read something there. They're they're only like a point. Uh, But one thing I read is like the only real stadiums that are still like three points are Seattle, the noise, 12th man, uh, Arrowhead with the noise at Kansas City, uh, and of course, Denver with the altitude, there's, there's still a few stadiums that are, are worth that three points. So uh home field advantage, super contrarian Wilson has a dog divisional dog. I- I'm on Seattle here, guys. I'm going to wait it out. See if we can maybe get a three. If not, I'm taking the two and a half. Uh, and I actually wonder, does the two and a half fall to two? I wonder if, cause I do see one shot plus two and a half minus half minus one fifteen. So you can walk this tightrope. but if you see that juice continue to move toward the Rams then I'd grab the two and a half because it may go down to two. I think we're in that no man's land right now also a great teaser spot. Um, you know, in terms of the total guys, I'm not playing the total. There was some over money. It opened like 53 and a half. It's in bed up to like 54. I think at one point it got to 54 and a half. And I think there was a little buyback there on the under. Uh, now we do know, you know, based on this matchup here, that primetime overs are eight and four this year, uh, but they're actually three and zero to the under their last three. So we have seen some regression to the under in these primetime games. Public is on the over. Um, you do look at these teams. Um, Rams are 4-0 and, o to, the o, four and o to the over. Seattle's 3-1 and one to the under. It's going to be pretty good weather. You know, it's nothing like rainy and crazy in Seattle. Uh, it's like 50 degrees and uh, about 5-mile-an-hour winds, so it's not a bad weather spot to take an under. Uh, but I do have a system match here on divisional unders. Divisional unders are 10-6 this year, 62%. Uh, they're about 53.5% historically, slightly profitable, and also unders this year in the NFL, 37-27, 58%. I do have some systems too on like high total overs when the total is 54 or more. The under is like 52. It's like slightly profitable, like 53%, something like that. So what I'm getting at is I got different stuff here on the total. Uh, It did rise. You know, it feels like they're going to score a lot, but don't bet based on feeling. I got some systems on under. I'm not going to be with the public in a super high total game. Maybe it flies over, but I'm not playing this total guys. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stick with my Seattle bet here uh, with the spread and, uh, and with a teaser spot with the Browns. Now, I also want to mention, you want to spice this game up a little bit tonight. Let's talk about props. I think this is a really good game to target props, and I think this is a good situation as a teachable moment because when you're betting on props, I think a lot of people are like, I want the action. Never. Never bet just because you want the action. Bet because you have built a case to uh, a smart reason to bet a game. Um, But I think props, uh, you know, obviously there's bias toward overs. There's bias toward star players. um, But I, I think a lot of new bettors, uh, they bet these props cause they want to have some fun and have some action on the game. Maybe don't, they don't love the, you know, conventional spread money line or total, but uh, they like us a, a particular player, but I think you want to really target, um, prop bets, especially overs in high total games. Like the total in this game is 54 guys. I'm looking at the board. Uh, this is the second highest total, uh, of the week, other than Buffalo, Kansas city, which is at 56 and a half. But if you're betting overs and you're betting props, you want a high total because that means more points are likely going to be scored predicted by the books. Uh, so that automatically with such high total makes me say, Hey, there could be a spot here to bet some, some overs. Now, the other thing is I was doing some research. I wrote about this in the visa newsletter, the market insights column. Uh, but both of these teams are really bad against the pass uh, their pass defense. The Rams, I know Jalen Ramsey's is great, uh, but they're 25th in the league, giving up uh, 273.2 passing yards a game. Seattle is 28th in the league giving up 292 and a half passing yards. So both teams are bad against the pass. So automatically, what do I think about? What does my brain start to do? I start to look at these quarterbacks uh, and these wide receivers. So uh, a couple one that I'd be looking at, um, obviously looking at Stafford over 298 and a half passing yards, Wilson over 266 and a half passing yards. I think there could be value on both of those guys going over. But a couple that I really like um, is targeting some wide receivers. Uh, so DK Metcalf, uh, over 73 and a half receiving yards. I kind of like it, but here's the thing. I did a little more research and I I, I should have known this when I wrote the article last night, but Jalen Ramsey is probably going to shadow him. And Jalen Ramsey has given uh Metcalf a hard time here. So I think maybe we just avoid Ramsey and target some teammates here. Uh so you know one guy that I was looking at or two guys, Robert Woods, over 60 and a half receiving yards. Uh, and also lock it over 67 and a half receiving yards. They're going to match up against their, you know, their number two, their number three corners and uh, a Rams team that hasn't really defended the pass very well. I'd look at those two guys as an over. And then also look at um, a couple Rams guys. So number one, Cooper cup uh, over 84 and a half receiving yards. He leads the team with 46 targets. He's kind of like a little Edelman out there. I uh, respect the hell out of this guy. He's tough as nails but over 84 and a half receiving yards against the Seattle pass defense. That's 28th in the league, almost dead last there. I think third worst, uh, 31 teams, but um, or 32 teams, whatever it may be. But uh, looking at Cup over, and then here's another one under the radar. Uh, Jefferson, Van Jefferson. Looking at Van Jefferson, over 44 and a half receiving yards. This guy's really come on recently. He's going to go up against that bad Seattle pass defense. He's going to probably be, you know, you're going to guard Cooper Cup. You're going to focus on Woods. I think he's a guy that could really feast get you maybe 50 or more receiving yards and he's really ticked up his last few games then the other one i'd look at would be uh daryl henderson daryl henderson over 64 and a half rushing yards because uh one thing i noticed uh the rush defense of the um oh let me find it for you seahawks are 31st dead last in rushing yards allowed giving up 152 a game uh so i think that could be a spot there to uh to, to ride Henderson uh, over 64 and a half. And I also think McVeigh. you're probably going to want to, you know, like possession and keep the ball out of Wilson's hands. So I know I gave you a lot of players there guys, but you know, do your own research, you know, go who you're comfortable with. But I think the play here is two bad pass defenses, a bad rush defense, a very high total. I think tonight could be a good night uh, for some, uh, for some playoff uh, or, or some, for some uh, offensive players to the over with their props. Uh, let's transition, transition over to college football. Got a couple plays in college that caught my eye. Uh, Number one, Houston and Tulane. Um, I'm going to take Houston here. I know it's kind of a public play. It worries me a little bit. Uh, Tulane is contrarian here, but I've seen a lot of money hit uh, Houston. And I think Houston is not just public, but kind of respected money as well. I think it's kind of a rare pro and Joe match because if you look at this, um, just take a step back. Houston's four and one, three and two ATS, Tulane's one and four, two and three ATS. Uh, And if you look at what Houston's been doing lately, they've been great. Uh, they rolled Tulsa by 35. They beat Navy by eight. They rolled Grambling 45-0. They rolled Rice 44-7. to Flip side, Tulane, one and four, two and three ATS. They lost by like uh, 22 to East Carolina, their three-point favorite. They lost by seven to UAB. Uh, They're two a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They get rolled by Ole Miss 61-21 as a 14-point four, uh, dog. Uh, you have two teams trending in completely polar opposite directions. And normally I would say – Give me that gross contrarian dog, Tulane. So if you like Tulane, I don't blame you. They are contrarian tonight, but I'm not going to outsmart myself, guys. I'm going to go with Houston. Uh, They've been rolling here. Tulane's been struggling. And what I like is Houston opened minus 4.5. They've been bet up to minus 6.5. At one point, it got to 7, and you had a little buyback Tulane plus 7. So I think that was probably your best number. But here's what I'm going to hang my hat on with Houston. Uh, The one thing I really like, so they have a one-day rest advantage which I like. Uh, they last played on the 1st of October. Tulane played the 2nd. Nothing crazy, but one extra day. But here's what I hang my hat on. Both teams offensively, they're averaging about 35 points a game. Huge difference on defense. Houston is giving up 15 points a game on defense. They've been great. Tulane is giving up 40.2 points per game defensively. So that is a massive 25-point gap. I like this big steam to Houston. I know it's a public play, but I think it's also you know pro and Joe. Uh, where, you know, obviously, you know, wise guys, they don't care what the public's doing. They don't care about percentages. They don't care about anything. They have their own cap on a game and their own number. And obviously you wanted the four and four and a half for not getting the best of it, but I'm going to ride Houston here, win by seven or more. Uh, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to bank on their much better defense against Tulane's terrible defense. Let's go Cougs, baby. Uh, and then another one, guys, anybody want to root for points? Uh, this might be dangerous. I'm going over coastal Carolina and Arkansas state. Uh, so one thing that caught my eye here, guys, uh, the total open at 70, really, really high number. It's about up to 73. Uh, so I know it's, you're late to the party and you're not getting a great number here, but I've seen uh, respected money continue to flow in around over 72 and a half. So now it's 73. Maybe this thing gets up to 73 and a half, but I'm taking a shot on the over 73. I got some splits from BetMGM from our buddy, John Ewing, and we have 72% of bets on the over. So again, public over, don't love that, but it accounts for 90% of the money. That is a good, that's a that's a 20 or what, an 18% gap, low bets, higher dollars, kind of like that Dodgers game from last night. Um, so that tells me it's not just public. It's also maybe some respected money as well. Both teams are 3-2 and two to the over. You have some fantastic weather tonight uh, in Arkansas. It's going to be like almost 75, 80 degrees, so kind of a little hot. Not quite our hot over system match, but really no wind at all. So great great weather for, for an over here. And I also like um, kind of the way these teams have trended. Uh, both are three into the over. And we look at Coastal Carolina. They're averaging almost 50 points a game. And Arkansas State is giving up 46 points a game. And they're scoring 32. Uh, the last time these teams met last year in the COVID year, almost exactly a year ago, October 3rd, 2020, uh, Coastal won 52 to, to 23. So they end up scoring uh, 75 in that matchup. So, again, I know it's a high number. It's getting away from us a little bit. Um, but a good night for offense. And I'm going to root for uh, a very, very high scoring game. Have a little fun tonight. Give me the over. Uh, over 73 with Arkansas and Coastal, uh, and then lastly, guys, I told you I had a couple a uh, couple biting bets to add to the uh, to the card here. So for those who uh, maybe missed it, uh, we've kind of been adding a couple more each day. Uh, started off with uh, our buddy Spencer Hawes. Uh, sorry, that was an NBA player. Wow, that's a slip of the tongue. Phillip Hawes. Uh, Phillip Hawes, the big man here against Daron Wynn. Uh, this was a big, big, big uh, discrepancy here with Hawes. Uh, they're both 32 years old, but he's six foot. His opponent's 5'5". He's got a 78-inch reach. His opponent's got a 70-inch reach. Um, but that opened minus, like minus 275, Hawes. It's up to like minus 315. We targeted him a couple days ago around minus 300. Uh, added uh, Mackenzie Dern, uh, minus 170. She opened, I think, minus 150. So good move in her direction. Gamble and Lou likes a submission by Dern, uh, plus 110. We also added yesterday uh, Gooden and Brown over. Uh, that was another Gamble and Lou tip, uh, but open... Uh, one and a half rounds minus one thirty to the over. Now it's minus one sixty. So Brown over one and a half, Hawes minus three hundred, dern minus one seventy. And I got two more for you. I'm adding in. Uh, let me just get this for you. Uh, Damon Jackson against Charles Rosa. So here's another one that kind of fit the model. Darren uh, Damon Jackson. Uh, there's a, any of my Red Sox fans out there? Remember Damian Jackson? I vividly remember Damian Jackson playoff game against the Oakland A's. I was in high school. He, uh, he fly ball in, in between like, uh, you know, short center and, and second base. He ran into Johnny Damon head first and they both like were concussed. And I, I forget what happened. Was that Oh three, maybe it was Oh three Oh four. I forgot that, that was the Aaron Boone year when, when they broke the curse, but I'll never forget Damian Jackson, uh, that, uh, that collision there. But anyway, uh, that's just my Red Sox, uh, brain uh, always firing, but Damian Jackson, not Damian Jackson open minus minus one seventy up to minus two Oh five. Good uh, good advantage here. He, ch- he checks off every box, guys. Line move in his favor. He's younger, 33. Charles is 35. Damon Jackson is 5'9". His opponent's 5'8". He's got a 71-inch reach. His opponent's got a 69-inch reach. So I added Damon Jackson, uh, minus 200 here to our card. And then I added another one. Uh, where is she at? Sabina Mazo, or Mazo. She's, she's fighting Maria Agapova. I like Sabina Mazo here. She opened minus 160. She's up to minus 180. Um, but this is another uh, good advantage, not in terms of youth. They're both 24 years old. But Mazzo's 5'6". Agapova is 5'5". Mazo excuse me, got a 70-inch reach. Uh, and Agapova has a 68-inch reach. So line move, both the same age but taller and longer reach with that line move. So I'm adding uh, Mazo 180 and Jackson uh, minus 200 to the card. So we're at 5, and I think we could have another one tomorrow. There's a couple more. I just want to do a little more research and see a little bit more line movement, but um, I may have one more uh, that, I'll, that I'll be looking at. So we can hit on that tomorrow for a big fade the public Friday. With that being said, guys, uh, as always, thank you for grinding. Thank you for grinding every single day. I know this week's been uh, annoying. Uh, and I feel like they finally got a win with the Dodgers. Hopefully that breaks the dam, uh, but things ain't good. When things don't go your way, guys, don't take it personally. Uh just try harder, work harder. You know, sometimes you you beat the closing line and you got the over 155. You score 95 first half. You did your part. Uh the team, both teams did not do their part. So bad beats are gonna happen. Uh there are gonna be weeks where you're treading water. It happens. Uh we just gotta stick with it, stay positive, keep grinding, and hopefully we break through today with uh, with with a few wins. That would be the case. That would be the goal. Uh but with that being said, guys, if you enjoy the pod. Uh, if it's helped you think about betting differently, take a, a more contrarian angle, open you up to, you know, really looking at line movement and system matches and um, you know, all these little factors that we like to, you know, build a case for to place a bet. If the pods helped you in any way. And you want to make my day, make me happy. You can do one thing buy my book. It's called the everything guide to sports betting available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, pick up a copy for you or for a friend. It's got everything I've learned in the industry. It's kind of the sharp contrarian Bible, uh, how to think differently how to place a bet in person or online, how to set up a bankroll management plan, chapters for all the major sports. Uh, And I got an NBA chapter, college basketball chapter. Both uh, college and pro hoops are coming up soon, so you can do a little research there as well. I also have a system on uh, playoff uh, MLB, uh, so you can uh, get those updates as well. But with that being said, guys, uh, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, Foxwoods in Connecticut, uh, let's see, where else do we got? Now, Now that I add these new states, sometimes it screws me up. Um, yeah. Twin river in Rhode Island, the brook in New Hampshire. Okay. Foxwoods in Connecticut. Uh, I can't wait till when I, when I'm able to say, uh, the Fenway parks, uh, you know, sports book, uh, in Boston That'll that'll really be the day. Uh, but also whether I see it at, at the beautiful circa, beautiful stadium swim, sweat and sharp contrarian plays with the crew, uh, or the good old South point where the true grinders get down with Billy Walter sends his number runners, wherever it may be. You're going to walk up to me and do not, do not, do not dare me. Do not show me. Uh, A son over 155. I still can't get over that. 95 points first, 53 second. That just really, really grinds my gears like Peter Griffin. Uh, But show me a Dodgers ticket, man. What a sweat that was last night. And I like the fact that we didn't just blindly take the favorite. We did some research. A lot of people say, yeah, you took the Dodgers. They were expected to win. Yeah, that's true. But uh, that was a sharp play. 36% bet, 64% money, line move in their favor. Thank you, Chris Taylor, for hitting a bomb. Uh, and walking it off for us last night. But good luck, everyone. Hope you have a fantastic Thirsty Thursday. Enjoy all the games today. I'll be on Lombardi line here uh, shortly and hope to uh, see you guys joining Betting Cross America, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. Stream live at and on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, And then, of course, uh, I will be on uh, Rush Hour tonight with Danny Burke. And Danny's a big prop guy, so I'll throw some of these these props tonight at him, see what he likes. Uh, But good luck, everyone. Have a great Thursday. Uh, Keep grinding. Uh, keep sticking with it. And of course, my parting words, as always: stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house. Always be with the smart money, never against it. Will will smart money win every time? Nope. You can beat the closing line and do everything you can. Sometimes plays don't come through for you. Uh, you just got to keep grinding. There's ups, there's downs, there's variance, there's there's luck. But if we can consistently, long term, place ourselves uh, with the house, against the public, with the with the wise guys and the sharps, beat the closing line, flat bet, no parlay. That's how we're going to win long-term guys. So flash me that Dodgers ticket. Guess what? First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post about the book and we got a lot to sweat tonight. I think tonight's going to be a good night. Knock on wood. Thirsty Thursday. Let's go. Let's get some of these dogs to bark except for a Houston favorite and a coastal over there. You have it everyone. Good luck. uh, And I will see you at the window. And when you're there, uh, give me a, give me a pound and, uh, and don't forget to tip your ticket writer. Have a great day guys. Good luck.